0: Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 507. a stock market update, because I'm feeling that there's a lot of uneasiness and some fear and people are just, I think a little spooked about the market. So I just wanted to give you my perspective. Maybe it'll make you feel a little bit better. Some of this actually is from my VIP experience, because this is what I do on the VIP experience. I talk about what's going on in the market and explain things that maybe I could get you focused on a little bit more than what the financial media might be focusing on. Because sometimes they're giving you the bullish side, the bearish side, or too much of one side or the other, or they're giving you a lot of extraneous information that really doesn't matter. So I'm going to take out the important pieces and see if I can't paint a picture for you that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. And to do that, I have to go back to my webinar I did for the VIP experience in September, because all the way back in September, we were talking about how insiders were dumping $5.7 billion worth of stock in September. So we were already seeing that insiders were selling. Now, if you have one insider that's selling in a company, that's not a big deal because oftentimes they have a good reason to sell. They might be buying a new home or some property or doing some estate planning, diversifying their portfolio. There's lots of different things they could be doing. So one executive selling isn't necessarily a reason for concern, but when you have multiple insiders selling, something seems like maybe you might wanna take a look at what's going on. And we saw that in September because there were so many insiders that were selling, it really got our attention when a number like 5.7 billion of insider selling happened. We also wanna look at why that might be so. And to do that, you have to understand that the stock market is heavily weighted toward the largest companies. So when I talk about the stock market, I'm talking about, the S&P 500 now, the 500 largest companies in the U.S. And those large companies have more weight. It's a weighted index. So more weight goes to the larger companies than to the smaller companies. And there are literally just 10 companies that have been responsible for the positive stock market return. So We had many companies that did not have a positive return and only 10 that happened to be the largest that were responsible for making the index look like everything was okay and everything was going up. Now, if you didn't know that it was only 10 companies doing that, you just would think that the market's doing great but we knew that only 10 companies were responsible for the S&P going up. That was Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Netflix, Facebook, Alphabet or Google, MasterCard, Visa, Adobe Systems and Nvidia. Those 10 companies really carried the market and you might not have known that Amazon itself was responsible for 36% of the gains in the S&P 500 or that four companies together were responsible for 84% of the gains in the S&P 500. That would be Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, and Netflix. If you didn't know that, you might have thought everything was great in the market. But if you did know that, you'd know that the market was narrowing and that more and more money managers were putting money in fewer and fewer companies, which is often the sign of an important market top. When you have a lot of money going into just a handful of companies. We can see this in history when it's happened before. I remember back in 2000, they had the four horsemen of the internet. The four horsemen of the internet at that time were Cisco, Dell, Intel, and Microsoft. Those were the four companies that everybody was putting money into. And of course that doesn't last forever it took Microsoft more than 10 years to get back to the price that it was in the year 2000. So these trends, they can peak and then take a long time to reappear again. Now I wanna switch gears and talk a little bit about the performance that we had through September 30th, because in that performance report podcast that I did for you, we talked about how the small cap stocks were outperforming the large companies. So again, already three quarters through the year, we had small cap growth up twice as much as large caps in the S&P 500. So small cap growths were up 20.87% and the S&P 500 was up 10.2% 10.2% so the small caps were outperforming by a hundred percent over the S&P 500 and my point to you at that time was that you need to be making sure that you have some small caps in your portfolio because that's where the real performance was happening when you see a handful of large companies getting all of the money from money managers A disaster has to be around the corner. There's just no way that you can keep up that kind of performance and that narrow of a market. It's just not a good sign to have only a handful performing well and the rest in the S&P 500 not performing well. But when you look at small company stocks and see that over three years they've been outperforming the S&P 500, with an 18.73 return versus 16.75. And again, this is through the end of September. And then on a one-year basis, up 27.32% versus the S&P being up 17.4%. And then year-to-date being up over 20% versus the S&P being up over 10%. You can see that for the last three years, they've been substantially outperforming. And on a 10-year basis, they have outperformed the S&P as well. So the mistake that I'm seeing a lot of people make is p- plopping 100% of their portfolio in the S&P 500 and not being properly diversified. Now I know it's hard right now with emerging markets because anything overseas has pretty much been tanking and the U.S. has been really the only stock market in town this year. So now for the U.S. market to go down as of 2018, that's a tough nut to crack, but The US market was down 6% and some of these emerging markets are down 30, 40% and more. So we're still handily outperforming these foreign markets. Having said that, the US market is really still where I think a lot of other countries are going to want to come to invest. And so I think that we are probably going to be retesting the lows in the market. And we may have seen the lows already. We're just going to test and see if that low holds, and then we can move forward again. But it all comes down to earnings. Earnings are what drive the stock market. So if companies are having great sales, and they're making money, and their earnings are going up, their stock price will follow suit. If however, like Apple, they announce that sales are down, revenues are declining, that is not a good indicator for a company's stock. So I haven't been very positive about Apple ever since they reported that their handset sales were down, their watch sales were down. The new iPhone just has not been as popular as previous iPhones and maybe people just don't see the need to upgrade because there wasn't that much difference in the phone my phone works perfectly fine and I don't plan to do anything with my phone probably for years so unless they come up with something really great and really different I'm probably not going to be a buyer of another iPhone for a while and a lot of people I think feel that way so Apple may have some difficult times ahead if people aren't going to buy their phones and buy their watches. It may also be that they have some trouble because of China, but I don't think that you can blame this whole situation with their stock on China and the trade negotiations, the tariff negotiations. I just don't think that's it. I think this has been coming for many months. We heard about this months ago. I tweeted this out that I don't know why people are surprised about Apple, because they told us their sales are declining. And if your sales are declining, that means your profits, earnings are sure to follow and eventually your stock price will show it. So these things are not a surprise to us. And therefore, I am not a buyer of Apple, even though I think it can have a bounce from being oversold. I just am not a buyer of a stock that isn't having increasing earnings. And I even like to find companies that have increasing earnings at an increasing rate. So several podcasts ago, I talked about what would replace the fang stocks. And if you haven't heard that podcast, I suggest you listen to the new up-and-coming tech stocks that can replace the fangs since the fangs have gotten very large and trees don't grow to the sky nothing continues to grow out of proportion there's always cycles there's always ebbs and flows and what you want to do is find the next up and comers so not to worry i think we will test the lows if those lows hold then we can see some more upside in the market. If those lows don't hold, we'll be going down and we'll be finding a new bottom. But either way, the best thing to do is hold through the volatility because a lot of the largest bounces come right after these big down days. And if you panic and sell during a down day, you'll miss out on three, four, 5% in a bounce. So you don't wanna do that. That thousand point day we had the other day was a 5% move to the upside that you would have missed if you had panicked and sold. So I hope that helps you understand what's going on in the market and why we're seeing some volatility. This is not unusual. We've gone through, actually 2017 was a year of almost no volatility. So we needed to have extra volatility just to get back to average volatility. So I'm not surprised by that either. The only thing we can do really is sit tight, hang in there, and continue to be long-term focused and long-term investors. If you would like some information about my VIP experience and learn about the monthly webinars that I do, send me an email at lpjhome at gmail.com. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.